Hey everyone, this is DJ Hawk, joined by my talented co-host, DJ Benny the Bull, here on Bulldog Sports Show. This is 83. We reached episode 83 of the program. Very excited to break down an all-basketball affair here on the show. We're going to start off with Chicago Sky Talk and finish it off with Chicago Bulls Talk. Oh, yes. So, first, order of business, we have a really exciting uh, recap of the postseason and also the championship game. But we're going to put a focus on the championship game because we have some really exciting news to go over. Yes. So, as if you follow the WNBA, you follow Chicago basketball. The Chicago Sky took on the Phoenix Mercury in the 2021 WNBA Finals. Uh, Deanna Taurasi, Bernie Griner versus Candace Parker, Alec Quigley, Gordon Vandersloot. This was a star-studded affair. All-stars all around. And very fun matchup if you told us that this was going to be the championship final, we would have said that, oh, wait, the experts said no. They yeah. wanted the Connecticut Sun. To we thought it would have, Storm the, Sun, we would have fought that. Or Storm Sun, you know, change that, and you would have got a completely different final. Yeah, that was not to be. Nope. We were the ones, we the ones were meant to be, and this is our year to enter our first, uh, second ever championship final is that correct yes in seven years ago 2014 the chicago sky took on the very same team the phoenix mercury in yeah the finals mm-hmm. they were sadly easily defeated that year but this year we're back better than ever this time looking to get revenge true and there's a lot to get up get through here so we begin with the matchup. It was an amazing series. What we got here right now. Um, so by, at this point, uh, the rules of WNBA finals, it's a shorter. Best uh, of five. But it's a best of five. So there's really not too much wiggle room. We can win in three if you wanted to, which is like the usual. But Sweet. you don't have... That's considered a sweep right there. And so we fast forward into the series. Um, it was, remind me of that. It was three. Yes, it. this was um, game four mm-hmm. in Chicago, Winchester Arena. This was going to be the decisive match for the Chicago Sky, hopefully. That's right. And It was 2-1 entering game four. Yeah, so we could say that it came full circle as the hometown girl entering in the finals that they can win the deciding one inside Winchester Arena. So that is uh, in a place. It's actually really close to Chinatown here in Chicago um, and next uh, shares a building with um, McCormick Place. So really nice 
place to be? Yes. Um, just a bit of like uh, travel news. If you are living in the Chicago area, there is one way to get there, multiple, but one way is to take the Green Line. Goes all the way there. And you can get off at uh, McCormick Place, and basically right there is Winchester Arena. That's right. And we'll have a little bit to talk about uh, our a, trip, a trip right there uh, as our, our first visit uh, there. So, all right, let's get into the action for game four of the WNBA finals. finals. I guess we can do it similar to other sports that we talk about. I guess I'll do the starting five for the Mercury and you want to do the Sky? Yes. So for the Phoenix Mercury starting five, we have at small forward, small. Deanna Tarasi. Small forward. At power forward, we have number number 21, Brianna Turner. At center, number 42, Brittany Griner. At shooting guard, number four, Skylar Diggins-Smith. And finally, point guard, number five, Shea Petty. And for the sky, your starting lineup. And we begin with your small forward, number two, Kalia Copper. Yeah, not Cooper. Exactly. Power forward, number three, Candace Parker. At center, number 30, Azara Stevens. And you could say Azare as I do from time to time. Shooting guard, number 14, Miss Three-Pointer, Allie Quigley. And point guard, number 22, Courtney Slooty, Vandersloot. That is your starting five for your Chicago Sky. Yes, and... One thing to note for the Sky, their bench has been a key factor throughout the playoff run. But in this game, really besides Stephanie Dolson's performance, the bench was in- inactive. They didn't do anything. Really. Shades up their counterparts circa 2011 through 13, <laughs> where the bench was very good. And you can lay out the, the you know the pressure off of like Vandersloot and yeah uh, Parker. So very good, uh, talented roster. Uh, we said this since the beginning. We've been covering the sky, so we're very happy with what we had. And someone like Parker really added to it. Uh, oh yeah, she their, pushed their, over the their key piece. You know, pushed them over the top. Because. One thing that Parker had that no one else had, she had won a WNB title before. That's exactly right. With the Sparks four years ago. Yeah. Or maybe five. But it was a couple years ago, though. Yeah, Daperville, Dan, if she came home and, you know, wanted to live out a dream of of becoming, uh, you know, uh, getting another ring here in the city. So uh, this, this one could be the one so and she being number three uh good number to to have there's like been many 
repping uh, number three, but the point is that she um, wanted to do it on her terms and, um, you know, bring us um, as far as we can, so, which is what she did here to enter um, our second ever championship final. All right. So for the game itself, um, it's very uh, dramatic um, to the finish as, let's see, first. Yeah, the Mercury, we watched this game on TV, and the Mercury looked to be the stronger side, at least by a little bit in the first half. They held a lead at halftime, but it was not insurmountable by any means. This wasn't over at half, but just the Mercury, especially Brittany Griner, in the in the first half looked very good. That's correct. Yeah, they're going off on us, and there's a chance where we might not be able to uh, come back, uh, as if it was looking like. But we yeah. were getting it at them hard. We were, pre- we were putting the pressure on them, so and it helps with you know a very good bench. Yeah, so Coach James Wade had to make some adjustments at halftime for the squad to come back from the slight deficit. But what he told them must have had a strong impact because at half, they came back more prepared and were able to shut down Brittany Griner in the second half, which helped us get back in the game. Yeah, that's right. And with that, uh, let's just mention right now that also the Sky fans being a factor in helping us come back in the second half, which um, so it was a packed house. We drew a sellout crowd. It looked, I'm sure we looked packed on TV. Um, and then this this is all despite the Chicago Bears hosting, which I didn't like those on at the same day. No, that that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was bad scheduling. But, you know, they probably schedule out, out in advance. I'm sure the Bears don't mean well, to put it on the same. It, but It was bad scheduling because we w- I wanted to watch the Bears at the same time. So we had to flip back and forth. It was right. better. It wasn't ideal. It would have been better for a different day. Yeah, maybe if I was stayed home that day. But yeah, um, yeah, that's right. It's overlapping, um, you know, against their rival, the Packers, um, actually at Soldier, so they're back home. Uh, Chance the Rapper, uh, you know, a, a figure here in Chicago, uh, very supported, supportive of the team and just uh, of any Chicago sports, really. Um, specifically basketball, and he showed out again for the ladies at the Sky, at Wintrust. Uh, once again, he's been at uh, all the finals games for the, his hometown team. It's cool to see that representing. Uh, and also, there were, um, let's see, how about this part? The technicality, we got very emotional being high. Tarasi and Copper, each with technical fouls with 50 seconds span. The first quarter. So back to the very first. And then, um, let's see, we can go further. But once again, yeah, credit to James Wade for uh, being able to recruit 
uh, Parker, yeah. if you will, and also just uh, being an amazing coach here in Chicago. And so far, I want to give credit to multiple people, but especially Allie Quigley in the second half. She caught on fire, especially the fourth quarter. She couldn't miss. I want to give credit to Courtney Vandersloot's 15 assists. Wow, that's unbelievable. And also, um, the MVP of the series, Kalia Copper, her offensive performance, not in this game, but overall carried us to a W. Yeah, that's right. A W and many chances created. So with that, we can say that the second Let's get into the fourth quarter. That was a very good turnaround for us. Lots of uh, turnovers and also a good showing uh, for, they call her, KFC, uh, now MVP. Um, going into this, she was MVP status in our eyes anyway. But, uh, yeah, you know, you can only get tired after uh, after so many games, right? So, like, she's been out there for the long Oh. For a long haul, and she showed up again in this one. Um, she kept on having some flame ass threes in that quarter uh, that blew the roof out of the place, <laughs> and that that certainly helped because this was a close game throughout, and we were just a little bit better in the fourth um, as we showed. Yeah, uh, the reason we won, in my opinion, was that Phoenix. The first three quarters kept pace of us, but in the fourth quarter, Deanna Taurasi, um, Brittany Griner, and the rest of them, I think the pressure got to them because they completely blew up in the fourth quarter. They were a load of crap. 11 points is not good enough to win any sort of NBA game or WNBA game right. and or even a college That's basketball games. game, but yeah. I think... They couldn't get back in a rhythm. They got cold at the free throw line, got cold from deep, got cold from the paint. They got cold everywhere. And by the time they were trying to get back in form, the Chicago Sky were like, it's over, baby. And they mm -hmm. got rid of them. That's right. And so Tarasi uh, getting frustrated, I'm sure. And, oh, yeah. You know, about to throw a fit. <laughs> um, that's, you know, she's... Very competitive, as we see, because she's been champion um, multiple times, and she might be the uh, most winning full um, player legend in, in in WNBA history, so I could see that. Um, so, more details before we end, clap uh, collectively. And close out this, this game four. And close out the Chicago Sky talk until next season yeah. in any trades of free agency maybe in the offseason that's right so um yes like you said she uh kelly copper earned mvp of this uh, honors of the championship as well so and that basically wrapped it up right there um oh, kelly copper was yeah. being on fire on that fourth i have um not a team thing but i want to talk about Coach James Wade, because yeah. he became the third African-American coach to win a WNBA championship, joining Michael Cooper, Cooper who did it with LA Sparks yeah. <laughs> when Kenneth Parker was on the team. 
I assume. And Corey Gaines. Gaines, who did it with Mercury. Yeah, you probably said yourself that rhymes so much with Coach Corey Danes. <laughs> and also, fun fact, the Mercury had been undefeated 4-0 in WNBA Finals after losses until today. That's correct. And uh, once again, Ellie Quickly already mentioned uh, she uh, undid any attempts their words <laughs> for Phoenix to save up our elimination. So, all in all, uh, credit to um, the sky as a whole, but like the spotlight on Kelly Copper and Ellie Quigley. Um, let's see right here. Let's break down in the points spread right here. So, first um, for us, Vandersloot, she was out there at the max to the max, uh, 38 minutes. And uh, amazing um, 10, outs, points, 10 points. 15 re- assists. Yeah, that's right. And for Candace Parker, outstanding. Um, 35 minutes into the game so with 16. Uh, and then Kalia Copper with 10. Um, and quickly 26. Quickly with the high of 26. I'm sure she was riding high after she walked away from that. I also want to quickly mention um, Ruthie Hebert, once again, isn't played. And that's one we have to mention that no. was, was not I wish. technically on the bench, but we wish. Um, Steph Dolson, also credit as well. She had eight. Ezra Stevens as well with the same. Uh, so they each had their uh, moments there. I thought Steph Dolson looked very good. Yeah, especially late. Stand out late in the game, so that really helped. And then for the Mercury, um, they're a little bit, uh, you know, hot, hot sauce (laughs) with them, uh, especially Skyler. Uh, Actually, uh, Brittany Griner, 28. Oh, yeah. Skyler Smith and Skyler Diggins Smith and Diane Tarasi with 16 each. But um, Tarasi maybe scored 16, but her shooting percentage was very crappy. With twenty five percent and four for sixteen, which isn't good. Yeah, field not good enough. Percentage, yeah. This is unlike her. Yeah, I think she just got the pressure got to her. Yeah, that's right. And that was a wrap. That's eighty seventy four. Sky win. Sky win and become our two thousand twenty one WNBA champions. And that's a wrap on the season. So uh, more uh, factoids. Want to hear Candace Parker returning home to bring Chicago a championship, and this was the first championship that win in the pro for us in Chicago since the Chicago Bulls back in 1998. Yeah, and uh, more so that's exciting. So. Yeah, more than 20 years ago, especially, um, you know, many uh, growing up uh, seeing that. And really, um, you know, star-making moment for, for everyone, if there weren't stars already. I know we had, like, three all-stars, but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for, for everyone else, too, it's, you know, it seals it. Uh, and uh, Candace Parker mentioned that she took a, a photo with her daughter on the court after she won, um, she'll keep the photo on her wall, and her daughter wants to uh, do something similar, to have a similar moment um, 
that helped convince her to come back home actually so um parker said i asked her if it was okay if i came to chicago and she was like i want another picture like that it's crazy because she came out to the court and said we did it and it was just surreal so i guess that was referencing the the sparks yeah uh before for first ring so this is parker's second ring overall and so we already mentioned about copper being mvp uh, no debating that and let's see so that was the wrap Another little factoid, there was a very parade that DJ Benny Bull attended. Yes, that's right. And I'll save like some visuals for a stream, Yeah, which we'll talk briefly next time. Uh, but yeah, there was a bunch of <laughs> uh, that I picked up afterwards, like way after it happened. But uh, they started on Tuesday, uh, Mayor Lightfoot announcing that there would be a parade and rally. So I was in attendance. It was at the Pritzker's Pavilion. Uh, right uh, connected with Millennium Park uh, you know it was like half full uh, many showed up Chance the Rapper was there Governor Pritzker was there made Lightfoot um, other officials as well so made some surprise appearances the parade that happened I didn't quite catch but uh, the talent I remember they were rolling down there um, in uh, you know matrimony if you will and then um so that was amazing to be there and you know they played some fire uh, uh music before entering there yeah and uh yeah and the fire trucks there coming through but yeah um it was very cool to see them um you know get up there hear their voice being the same like you know uh environment as them was very cool um yeah, it was just, like, kind of overwhelming because, like, we, you know, this is something that we've been waiting for for a long time, you know, kind of bringing basketball, you know, the pride back in Chicago. So it was cool to celebrate that and got a chance to see that. They're actually giving away basketballs um, afterwards. Well, um, this is probably the first, like, parade kind of rally that's a team in Chicago, one that DJ Vanderbilt cared about. Because yeah. DJ Vanderbilt doesn't care about the Cubs, so it's like the first he cares about. <laughs> as much. I did attend that one enough. You know, if it was the Sox, then I, <laughs> I would be down there. But, um, you know, nonetheless, I still celebrated to ask. Oh, sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's that. And all the confetti that came out multiple times. Got to pick some of that up, like I mentioned. I thought, you know, a piece of history. Um, you know, they're dancing up there. Um, which is very fun. I believe some of them were actually smoking like cigars when they're on like the parade. This is funny. It's like something that MJ would do, you know, sure. after that, um, or anyone else that would win. So cool moments with that. I'm we'll share more when we stream that. But that was really cool to see, and uh, you know, it was a victory at home, which we would have wanted to to be that way. Uh, and then with, uh, let's talk about our eventual visit later that week to Wintrust. That was the first time we ever were that close to Wintrust Arena. Yeah, so um, the first day after that, we mm-hmm. went Two to, after, after um, 
we wanted to go to like a kind of a journey to Winchester Arena. We went to Winchester Arena, took photos outside. And if you don't real recognize what is Winchester Arena, uh, DePaul also plays there. They play yes, basketball there. The Blue Demons. And yeah, they do. It's easy to get there. It's close to Chinatown too. If that helps you visualize where it is. Yeah. And yeah, we went out uh, to Chinatown afterwards to yeah. have kind of a celebration. Uh, Shy Cafe. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Shy, at Shy Cafe, one of my favorite spots. And uh, CJ was actually uh, more than ready to, to have something. I remember you were a little, uh, uh, what's the word, hangry that yeah, day. So we were ready to get some good food. And, and I got good, um, good bubble food. tea type stuff. Yeah, after Shy Cafe. Uh, you know, great. Highly recommend. Highly recommend it. Um, it used to be open before, you know, pre-COVID uh, era. Yeah, keep in mind their hours, their hours are very weird. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. It's changed now. It used to be like Friday open till 4 a.m. And then the weekends open like yeah, their hours know, all are night. But yeah, they uh, now kind of, you know, midnight, 10 o'clock is probably the cap now. Uh, and then we went for some the bubble tea place and we got some... Uh, you I got know, a vintage. mango kiwi one. Yeah, we both got the same yeah. thing actually. But uh, I got like fruit smoothie, brown sugar stuff. Yeah, there. you got something else. And I got the really nice strawberry popping boba. Yeah, highly recommend that if you're not a te- tapioca person right. or you don't want to change it up. It's yeah. burst in your mouth. Highly recommend. Good. Um, and we're saying that the the sky probably go there very often because of how close it is. They should. Yeah. At least if they don't know. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, that that was our visit. We were thinking about going to the UC, but you know that's kind of far out there. That's too far. You know, getting a little late, so we took um, that. But hopefully, they're still displaying it because I know I saw photos of, uh, you know, how the front is of the madhouse. They show the display like, oh, congratulations, uh, two thousand twenty one champions, Chicago Sky. So that's really cool. We're getting that support there. Um, and speaking of support, this, um, let's talk briefly about the impact of this on women's sports, as well as the impact on Chicago, which we, in bits and pieces, already mentioned, but, um, what would you say this means to, um, women's sports, for one? I would say that winning titles in big cities is helpful in leagues like WNBA and WSL ones that you're going to get big um, notice and also people like Candace Parker winning always help because people like Candace Parker uh, Brianna Stewart people with like big names was like uh, very helpful and also just Getting more awareness, especially in Chicago, because teams like the Sky and Red Stars are afterthoughts compared to like the Bulls, the Bears, the Blackhawks, Cubs, it's White Sox, teams like that. Typically. But getting those teams more awareness is very good. That is right. And they're good too. Don't go like, well, it's women's. That means it's crap. No, that's not the case. No, they've been good for a long time. <laughs> that, that's, that's not the case. Yeah. And they're very enjoyable. Very true. They're very and... talented. And um, I'll take the impact on Chicago. I believe that for a city, this is a big boost for not only like it could be economical or also like bringing traffic into there, but 
Um, really, it's like to raise the spirit. I know everyone's been going through something, uh, you know, throughout this whole year and a half. And so really closing up almost two years now, um, you know, having our struggles and everything. So it's a big spirit booster and uh, being able to drive down and see like now I've seen that they opened up the, uh, is it the green line? They added like a nice like painted design onto um, Sky of the Champions on, on their on yeah, the CTA. Right. Um, the subway, so which is good. The cars, so this is really good. It gets it out there, but also you know celebrating. Um, I know it wasn't like a huge, but celebration, but you know during the parade, but you know so many people showed up, and it went well. You know no no real issues, um, and really to bring us back to the forefront. You know in sports, um, it only is gonna you know give us more confidence and. Um, I remember one significant uh, quote from the rally, and that's uh, Coach James Wade telling all of us, remember where you were sitting today because we're going to do this again next year. Oh. Maybe. Most likely. It's, lo- it's looking more likely. I mean, they still have Candace Parker, so it's possible. Right. I wouldn't go anywhere. I would stay right here. <laughs> in chicago so thank you with that thank you thanks for listening to our episode 83 chicago sky talk stay tuned after a quick break we'll finish with our chicago bulls talk for this episode 83 did you realize that you were a champion Time for the second and final half of episode eight free the Bulldog Sports Show. We completed our Chicago Sky Talk, now Chicago Bulls. The namesake of our program. Show. Yeah. So so far the Bulls have almost played ten games this year in the regular season, coming in with a respectable record of six and three. And as you know, there's some changes this year. The Bulls have gotten new guys on the team and DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Derek Jones Jr., Tony Bradley, Audisumu, as well as Alize Johnson, um, Javante Green, Marcia Green, Marco Sinovonovic, and one more. Uh, <laughs> There's a couple more that are newer. Oh, Matt, Matt Tomas. Yeah, Matt Tomas. And... Um, who? I think that might be it. Yeah. We'll get to him if, if we yeah, remember. Yeah, plenty of new Faces. Uh, superstars. And uh, as you know, uh, Ayo Desumu drafted to our roster. And U of I. U of I, that's right. And with that, yes, we're 6-3 as we speak. Um, and we on the road are still... I believe yeah, we are not undefeated. Yeah. We're not undefeated anymore in the road, but if we had a good winning streak going on. That's right. Uh, you know, the first uh, six games, we're undefeated on the road, but up until... Uh, we're you know showing in Philadelphia. Philly lost. 
Yeah, we were head last. <coughs> yeah, so <coughs> I guess Excuse we can me. break it down Excuse so me. far in the, the games we've played. We opened in Detroit against the Detroit Pistons. Had a nice, uneasy win, but we got the win all the same, picking up the six point W. Then, for our home opener, we took on the New Orleans Pelicans without um, Zion Williamson, and we won that one pretty comfortably. That's right. And then we went back to facing the Pistons, and we sure did win that one comfortably uh, compared to the last time, but it was kind of more of the same um, game with that one. And then next. on the road, we went to Canada, took on the Raptors. Very what close it? game. Very close, three point W. Could have went either way. And if this was under Big Boy Boylan, we probably would have lost. Yeah, to mention. Or last year we would have lost. So good. This year we got a close win because those are going to be very important down the stretch. True. And, you know, like one of uh, like good rivals uh in the raps and that one was actually 111 108 to give you a picture of how close that was um so they challenged us and you know gave their best and we gave our best um but wasn't good enough we picked up our first l no we, we won that one. Oh wait a second oh yeah we were good enough actually we we're the ones with 111 and 108. Why am I thinking back? You fought okay. that last time, too. I think you just got confused. That's right, actually. We were 4-0 after 4. Yeah, we pulled it off. So the next game, though, at Night Center, we lost to Julius Randle, Derek Rose, and Knicks by 1 point, 104-103. Best closed one. Extremely this one was close. very sad because the Bulls came all the way back to try and win, but Julius Randle... Was just able to eke it out for them, which again they did not deserve to win. Very true. With a fourth quarter meltdown. Right, and this one was at home, yeah. and we. This was actually a very special evening. Right. It was. Uh, Joakim Noah, former Bull. Appreciation night. And former Nick too. Mm-hmm. It was uh, his appreciation night. Yeah, and he was named. Brand new, never before named Bulls ambassador. He got on the announce, uh, not his mic, and started talking about what his new role is. Um, not completely sure. Didn't get to listen to fully, but it sounds like it's in a good direction. He's going to be retired as a bull, yeah. technically. Um, so where he belongs, he is the heart of the Bulls during the era uh, in the late two thousands. Um, and one of our, our all-time favorites. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Very good guy, and uh, it was cool to see. He had support behind him. You know, everyone else was there. Tony Kukoc, uh, I believe also Ben Gordon, um, uh, you know, a few others uh, pointed up there, D. Rose, and um, Taj Gibson pointed up there, you know, in respect to their, you know, to their brother um, from the Bulls. So, amazing night. Uh, in losing, yeah. So, next one was at home, night center against the Jazz. The first real test so far for the Bulls, and a team that could go to the playoffs for sure. The Knicks are on the bubble, but the Jazz 
Led by Donovan Mitchell, Rigo Bear, mm-hmm. um, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles. They were dispatched by the Bulls Jordan. in a tight 107 99 affair. Yeah. Great job by Bulls. Oh, yeah. That one does a must win to show that we are that damn good. And we're not we pretenders. Were. That's right. And not because we have the Rosen, but because we have a really good, you know, standing awesome. lineup, a good roster that we built up. I know that we're afraid that we're lacking in defense, but I believe we're good enough in this case. And I believe this was the first time that they wanted to start uh, Javante Green, who was on fire so far in defense and steals. Yes. There's a reason for Javante Green's starting. We did not mention it, but our boy Patrick Williams from Florida State University drafted number four overall last season. Hurt his left wrist. He will be out for four to six months. And that's just an estimate, so don't call me and say, you lied to me. He's gone for seven. Well, this is still not bad. They say (laughs) four to six months. So basically, probably the whole season, unless we make it to the playoffs, maybe. But hopefully, wish him a healthy recovery. He can get back and ready to go because he's definitely needed on defense. Speaking of which, uh, would help on offense. If you're wondering where our other boy, shall we say, our number one favorite uh, next to Zach Levine, Kobe Sub-Zero White, is he is also on the injury reserve yeah. list. And there's no timetable as far as we're no. concerned. But we hope that he can come back sooner. Uh, looks like he'll be back sooner than Pat Oh yeah. Pat will. But uh, we will see. He's certainly missed. And, you know, we could use him. He would be our fifth offensive option, if anything. Yeah, we are still stacked in that way. Um, and in defense, um, you can also help us out as well. But for now, we have... Who we have, and it's been strong so far. Um, wish both of them speedy recovery. The next game was against the Celtics, another big game. And the Bulls should have lost this one, but the Celtics Stunk fell the apart. They were unbelievably crappy, <laughs> atrocious, abysmal. Their fourth quarter goes in eight, eight <laughs> record books for one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Tatum, this Brown, is unlike them. <laughs> Robert Williams, Horford, Marcus Smart all fell apart. And after this game is where Marcus Smart went on ESPN, CBS, Bleach Report, and talked about the team's uncohesion in the locker room, mm, what's going on behind the scenes. It's not pretty between them. And the Celtics this season have been very bad so far, which isn't good when you have a team of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown is Being that crap here is a problem. Yeah. Now Jalen Brown was a star as a yeah. left, but and that wasn't still wasn't enough for them good to, enough. Um and that's where we talk about the cohesion, you know. Yeah. There's no iron team. Nope. And so they've they weren't able to pull off like they usually would in the fourth. Um unusual for like Jason Tatum too because he He's been bad this year. You know, so far this year. But not abysmal, but you know, just not good. bad. Yeah, not as good as he was. So maybe and, he's doing with something. No, no, right. But, yeah. We, we'll let you know because we like Jason Tatum. So we'll let you we know do, if something going on. He's a good guy. And a uh, good player with that. Um, and then next we Took go. on the Sixers. To on Philly. On the road. On the road, yes. And. This I was kn- an amazing night for DeRozan, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> 37 points, 10 rebounds. 
He's been the the top scorer in multiple games for the Bulls this year. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine has been scoring uh, twenty plus the last six games. But DeRozan thirty plus. Yeah, that's right. So this is uh, their t- you know their forte, not the unusual. I know there's that one night that Levine only scored fourteen. Um, I believe he was starting to deal with uh, you know hand yeah. problems and had like a uh, injured thumb, but he continued playing. He hasn't set out yet, so props to Zach for that. We know that he's resilient and keep fighting for us as DeRozan has for us so far. Um, and so yeah, I mean we go up against guys like Seth Curry and um, someone that surprised everyone was uh, uh, Corksman. We'll talk about the next game, but. Uh, uh, you know, improving, uh, starting for them. Joel Embiid was all right as well. Yeah. Uh, one thing for me is surprising that the record so far is very respectable, Sixers 7-2. And no Ben Simmons, but maybe in this case, not dealing with Ben Simmons' headache in the locker room maybe mm. has been helpful for them. Because this team, on paper, maybe is not talented as the Bulls, but... They have a good core, well coached. Number one seed last year. Yeah, and any team with Embiid can has a chance. So definitely, he's become their guy, and he's just very good. One of the yeah. best in the entire company, and with us, Don't we had good mistakes. company. Yeah, um, and then I gotta say, we look good in losing. But we should have won this one. I remember yeah. uh, post game that uh, was it Will Will Purdue Purdue yes was uh, that's the name was saying that this is one they could have closed out easily, but and also take advantage of their more so for this uh, second game in this little series that they should have taken because the Sixers currently are short handed. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously without Simmons, but without other pieces as well. So, yeah. So the final game so far that they played, and today that was yesterday, on Sixers, Bulls at home night center, another close defeat for the Bulls. At least they're losing respectably, because I know in years past the Bulls would have twenty point losses every night, but this year they're losing by close points. So I'll take yeah. that. And they also have, on the flip side, like have had 20 plus uh, down by 20, right, for example, and then they've come back and won on top of that. So it's looking promising. I know they are going back once again to the top guys from, uh, you know, months, a few months ago, a year ago, yeah. <laughs> last season rather. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sixers are still the number one seed, uh, or they've climbed it since we. We As of today, the Sixers are number yes, one. Yes, they are. Yeah, and defeating us, <laughs> they they got that. And it's kind of surreal because we uh, were number three at a point. The Nets climbing that. Heat, not surprised. You know, they're number two again for this year. So, as yeah. we look at it right now. So, I want to give credit to Embiid, 30 points. Excellent performance by Embiid. And also, I want to give credit to a man who goes under the radar He's not going to be talked about in ESPN because they only talk about guys who are very marketable. Sexy names. Sexy names like Giannis, <laughs> those guys. But this guy has improved because I know last year he gave me headaches. 
felt like the six years in Heath wasn't good, but he's improved, and that is Fukan Kukmaz, the Turkish sensation. He's That's improved. Right. Oh, yeah. 25-point night. He was a, excellent the best player match the for Kukmaz. Yeah. Right next Great to, to see. Beat. Yeah, he was probably the star of that game, uh, if not uh, Embiid. And I just want to put the spotlight back on Embiid because he had such a uh, storied night. Because, well, first of all, he got like this, not an altercation, but it was like on accident. He did a knockout style blow that didn't knock down Lonzo Ball, but he turned around and then striked him. And I'm sure that made sports center. And then, secondly, he did a gesture, which is probably not nice, and I'm sure Chicago booed him for that. He waved to the crowd, like, about five minutes before the game, because they basically sealed our our fate, if you will, and we weren't coming back from that, because we were shooting horribly, um, which we'll get into a little before we close it out. Uh, waving to the crowd, you know, bye. <laughs> and he, I believe in between that, he was like, oh, what? <laughs> Because you're getting backlash for that. It's like, man, you don't do that. <laughs> Disrespecting okay, so, when you're um, winning. So. <laughs> for Eastern Conference news. A little bit of a, you know. I want to say most prima donna. impressive, <laughs> most like surprising, most disappointing. So the most impressive so far have been Sixers, Heat, Nets, Bulls. Have all looked very strong. Very proud of the Bulls so far. Six and three is nothing to be ashamed of. Not at all. And our losses have been against good teams too. Knicks and Sixers. It's not like we lost we're against learning. the Magic and Pistons. So we're oh, losing yeah. against good teams. Oh, we're learning to, you know. How to win to... close games. That's right. And we got the backing. Um, and. Where will we be without DeRozan? Right. You know, he's been the MVP uh, so far for us. We'll I also early. want to touch on Vukovic. Yeah, sure. He's been sure. very bad so far. I don't know what's going on. What's going on? I know last season he didn't have the best opening salvo to the Bulls, but this year so far, his defense has taken a back seat, and his field goal percentage, not a good double enough. Doubles. <laughs> he used to be averaging like forty percent field goal, which is very good, but this season, it's been poor. A lot less than that. His three point shooting's been very poor. Very. And with poor defense, poor shooting, he's almost unplayable. So hopefully, he can improve. Right. Because he's our only tall big man. His rebounding's still been excellent. Yeah, besides Jones Jr., but, but he's not starting. But anytime we could just, <laughs> if we all we cared about was rebound, we could just replace him with Tony Bradley and say, go ahead. Because yeah. Bradley's a lot cheaper, and he could rebound just as good. Maybe he could do that. But, us, but I don't know what's wrong with Vukovic. I hope we, hope we can figure it out, because yeah. he's the third most important player on the team. That's true. Now that we have DeRozan, we push this down. Um, you know, slightly less experienced Zach Levine, but he's been yeah. our guy. Uh, but you have an all-star and a veteran like DeRozan. He's automatically the number one guy, and he's been showing why he is so far. But, yeah, once again, to add to Vucevic, I thought he was horrible with the threes. They shouldn't have given it to him, or at least give him a, the chance to yeah. at least succeed or, you know, get to the... They kept on mentioning the post, you know, maybe give him in well, the post, post more, or, you know, yeah. just get in the paint, as we usually say for a certain uh, Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> yes, we should talk about that for Markkinen. Yeah. We don't want him to become that. Because <laughs> I know in the NBA, they're like, as a player should be a free Steph Curry. No. Some players shouldn't be Steph Curry's. <laughs> no, not Just because 
Because I know, like, there's big men who can shoot threes. There's been, there's been that. Like, Brian Anderson, he was an excellent three-pointer. Um, Shannon Fry. But not every b- big man should be downtown yeah. machine. It's, it's, not everyone's Clay Thompson. Either. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Draymond Green as well. Right. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely... But he's kind of moved away from that. A though. huge gap, like, yeah, between all of that. So, like... Again, play to your strengths and uh, not, you know, weaknesses. Just not weaknesses. And we don't want that, uh, like, rotation again. And, no. Um, so I thought that was hard. He, like, missed, like, basically everyone. And Zach wasn't, you know, there for, for that either. Um, they are missing easy shots as a whole um, in the last quarter in the Sixers game. And so um, I believe we could at least tied. I knew we got... That uh, I believe it was Zach who had that three that got us the first lead in the third quarter, 97-96. But that's still, you know, they, they're a little bit better than us um, in that end. To close it out, a little bit embarrassing. But, um, yeah, uh, we could they, they probably wouldn't have reached, you know, number one if we <laughs> would have won that one. And we should have won that one, too. So, yeah, as it sits right now. Um, we are fourth in the Eastern Conference. And finally to end, I want to give credit to some teams in the East that have impressed me that are surprising. Because I could say, like, well, the Nets have impressed me. Well, it's obvious. But teams that are more surprising are the Wizards. Because I know they have Bradley Beal, but West Westbrook hit yep, left town. That's right. So I was going to expect it to be really bad. That's right. But they've been good. And I also want to give credit to the Cleveland Cavaliers with Laurie Markkinen. They've mm-hmm. won four in a row, baby. Four in a row. They beat Hornets, Raptors, Knicks, Trailblazers. Those teams are all fine. Good job for the Cavaliers with Markkinen and Jarrett Allen. Jarrett Allen and... Darius Garland, uh, Colin Sexton. Yeah, Dave Colin Sexton, yeah. He's their best guy. And... Yeah, we basically highlighted uh, the Rosen. Um, and before we go, we would be uh, remiss if we didn't mention um, a couple more stats right. for us. We're 6-3, as we mentioned already. Uh, but last year, this we are way better. We won our, well, first off, our first, this was has been our first season opening win since 1998. Back to that year again. One years old. Yes. And I was a couple of years old. And then our first home opener win since 2016, the Jimmy Butler uh, D Wade era versus Boston. So, Rondo. Long time coming. Rondo eventually came, came over and um, was respectful. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then I guess, didn't work out the best. And then. So that made us in 2023-4 at this stretch. Um, I know it's slightly increased with that. But yeah, we uh, are doing better. Doing better. Um, so, and then speaking of better, we know that he will keep on getting better as it goes. He actually has not started yet, but he's been a solid, uh, oh, you know, IO. Um him as a rookie so far has been fine. We kind of see like how he is, uh, you know, like with Pat Williams, you know, just slowly getting into it. He had a really fire uh, night uh, with 14. Uh, I believe it was the first game against the Sixers. So yeah. 
Um, he's been fine so far. I know I put up a poll on Insta. I was like, oh, should we start uh, Desumu? I've ordered no. CJ Hawk says no. It's too early. And a few others. I believe my good friend Nika also said no. So, you know, diehard Bulls fans, you know, know what you're talking about. So, uh, I would have to agree with them now. You know, I didn't put my two cents in, but everyone else majority actually said yes to starting him. Surprising. So, um, for now, I believe he's fine where he is. You don't want to Risk. Put too much, uh, you know, in in the bag, you know, before it starts to, you know, you know, blow. So we are approaching. Let's see. What's let's just mention what are what we have in the f- next. I yeah, believe you mentioned our next games Monday against the Nets at home in prime time. And our upcoming games this week are against the Nets, Mavs. At home, Monday and Wednesday. Friday against the Warriors at left. Oracle or whatever. <laughs> Back or to the left. Coast. Wherever it is. And then <laughs> yeah. Sunday to end of the week, it's Clippers on the road. So, yeah. I know they're saying this is going to be a tough. Yeah, this is forward. tough. I think if we could win at least two of those, I would say it's your good job. That's right. I think the Nets is going to be a loss. I'll go... Mavs Warriors loss, and I think Clippers, Mavericks maybe could win. Yeah, Mavericks true. is gonna be tight, and then Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, maybe just Paul George, we can maybe shut shut him down. Yeah. So just one or the other. <laughs> I think two out of four would be fine. That's right. As because, long as it's not zero and four. Because we can take a look at the Western Conference uh, standings, and now Warriors at number one, where they would belong. Uh, you know, three years ago, he's their back, and then the Suns at four. We gotta mention the, um, the runner-ups from last year, and then Clippers, the Clippers at ninth. ninth, and Pelicans, Rockets a bit, and Thunder have all been really bad. Thunder not surprising. Rockets not surprising. Pelicans a little surprising, but Zion's not played yet. I don't that's believe right. so. I guess that's probably why. Yeah. They have uh, JJ Reddings left. Um, yeah, they're not good. They, I believe, now they have Garrett Temple. Not good enough. Uh, not good enough. He's fine, defensive. Oh, he's got some fire threes though. One final, they final got comment. Brennan Ingram. Yep, is, is their guy. One final comment to end this episode eighty three and have a good night is that LeBron James and the Lakers in tenth at a five and five record, <laughs> which is not good enough for the Lakers. I bet in LA they're screaming, yelling, cussing, do cursing, something, <laughs> demanding that um, the coach be fired after this. But trade AD to Shy. Yeah, to the Bulls. Join us. <laughs> I know. I'm sure we're like kicking, screaming, like, "Oh, we need our big man. <laughs> He's like the biggest one we can yeah, get." And but homecoming, but we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Bulls fine. Lakers will be fine. That's I know. Right. right now, you're like. They're not going to know. Well, it's just only 10 games. They'll, they'll fix it. You know, yeah, and I'm actually very excited. Like, this whole time, we've been waiting to talk a little to you guys. But, like, in all seriousness, we are very excited about this season. And uh, we have other pieces we don't mention as much, which is, like, Alex Caruso. Oh, yeah. And Lonzo Ball has made some good impact Yeah, triple-double a couple of weeks. Case That's so. right. And overall, if nothing else, them two, they're just... 
amazing defensively. Lonzo Ball is a true point guard and just amazing ball handling. I, um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, Caruso, just, you know, his surprise dunking and um, just stealing. Both of them stealing. Both of them explosive when yep. they want to be and just amazing passers. So um, we have a lot to look for. They're so fun to watch and that's another reason to get into the Bulls as yeah. well. So. And don't worry, we'll talk about the Bulls more on a regular basis in the coming days. We've just been very busy lately with lots of recording. But fire is completed for the year. Sky's over for the year. Baseball's done. So in the upcoming, we'll be able to focus more on the Bulls and Blackhawks and Red Stars, Red Stars. as they're uh, almost uh, finishing up. In the season, postseason, uh, but still very excited for what they have coming up. Yep, and enjoy episode eighty-three. Very happy to release more content for you to enjoy. Yeah, thank you, and see you next time. Be well and stay safe.